Uh, I went to a city called Calcutta. Some of you guys uh, may be familiar with it because uh, Mother Teresa Center is over there. So, and that's where I went. Okay, so th if you guys see, the red mark right here, this is where Calcutta is. And that's where I went. But uh, during my trip there, uh, I stayed there for about less than, less than about six months. I wanted to go visit a missionary family. Now, the missionary family, they lived in right here, Lucknow. Okay, so I went from here, and I rode a train all the way to Lucknow over there, okay? And I spent about two days with them, okay? And I got a ticket to go back to uh, Calcutta. But before I got on there, actually, I didn't buy the ticket because I, I, I couldn't speak the language. But the person, the missionary there bought a ticket for me, but he, said, he told me, hey, just know that all the tickets are actually sold out, but they have a thing called stand, like standing. So are you, if you're okay with that, you can just stand the whole trip. And I was like, as long as I could go back, that's totally fine, right? Uh, by the way, it was about seven, eight hours of the train ride. And, and a lot of times you could just, like there's em empty seats. And so you could just sit there and if somebody comes, then you have to get off and these kind of things. So I was like, you know what? That's fine, seven, eight hours, that's fine, okay? So about uh, three, four hour passes, and then I was sitting there, but somebody comes and says, hey, you're on my seat, like get out of here. And then so I get off, I go to other seats, and these kind of things, okay, three hours passes, four hours passes, five hour passes, and six hours passes, and I'm like, okay, I think I should be there by now. Okay, you guys, can, you guys are already like, okay, where did he end up? <laughs> okay, I ended up in New Delhi. <laughs> Okay, New Delhi, if you could see on the map right here. Okay, again, this is where I was. I was trying to go where? I was going, trying to go back to Calcutta. I went totally the opposite direction. Okay, seven, eight hours, the total different opposite direction. What happened was, um, I didn't know this at that time, but what happened was in India, the train platforms, they changed quite a bit. Okay, so what happened was, like, you're supposed to see on the board, you know, like, sometimes airplanes, too. Like, you have to see, sometimes they change the terminals on you. I just didn't know that, right? I just thought, oh, this train, like, it says Platform 7, so I'm going to go to Platform 7, and I went on there. And because I was a stand-only ticket, like, they didn't check my tickets anyways. Does that make sense? And so what happened was, I ended up in New Delhi, even though I actually wanted to go to Calcutta. Okay, so once again, the question is, have you ever ended up in a place where you didn't want to be? Now, you might say, you know, I have really good directions, I never get lost, but I'm not, okay, look, how about this? I'm not even talking about physically, like location-wise, how about this? How about, have you ended up with a person, okay, that you didn't want to be? Don't look at each other right now, okay? <laughs> okay, if you're a husband and wife, don't look at each other right now, okay? Some of you guys, okay, you might say, physically, like your body, okay, you look at the mirror and you go, how did I end up this big, okay, or this fat, or this ugly, like something like that, right? Again, that's not what your intention was, but again, you're, there, you're at a place where you don't want to be. Okay, how about financially? 
How about relationally? With your family members, husband and wife. With your coworkers. So all of us, I think, have been at a place where we actually do not want to be. Why? Because I would say, if I ask you a different question, which is, have you ever regretted something before? Have you ever made a mistake before? And I think all of us would. So basically, all of us, in some ways or another, we're all in the same boat, which is, we've been at places that we didn't want to be. And some of you guys currently are at a place where you don't want to be, relationally, financially, physically. But you are there, and we're here. And now, there's a phrase uh, that we use quite often. The phrase is called, by the way, uh, this is what we're working on, the series. But there's a phrase that says, hindsight is always 2020. Okay, what, what does that mean? Okay, for the little kids, basically hindsight means what? When you look back. When you look back on your life and you see where you're at right now, you look back and what do you always say? You always say, oh, look at all the mistakes I made. Look at the choices I've made. And we always say, why did I do that? Or why did I eat that? Or why did I spend that kind of money on this thing? And we say hindsight is always 2020 because 2020 is what? Talking about our vision. And looking back, it always seems really, really clear, our mistakes. Does that make sense? Right? And so we always say, we made a mistake, but we always say, hey, but hindsight is always 2020. When you look back on something, it's always clear what your mistakes are. Now, our series that we're working on, we call it 2020. There's two parts, okay? Number one, it's year 2020, but we're working on this series. What if, okay, what if there's a way where we don't have hindsight 2020, but we have foresight 2020, okay? Where we know exactly where we want to actually end up. That we don't just look back and say, oh, what a dumb mistake. How about, is there a way where we can actually look forward And to say, okay, I know exactly where this is going to end up. Okay? What if there's a tool out there where you know exactly where you're going to end up? Or, put it in other words, what if there's a tool or a principle where you actually could tell the future? Okay? Does that sound good? That sounds great, right? Because again, like for me, ending up in... New Delhi, it was just kind of a, you know, it was a waste of time, these kind of things. But some of us, there are some mistakes we've made where we've wasted a lot more than just time. Where it was like emotional resources, maybe you've lost a friend, okay? Maybe you got into a relationship where you're totally traumatized because of it now. So there's some things that you cannot just turn back anymore. So, but... If there is a principle, if there is something where we could clearly know what's coming up in front of us, that would be super helpful to us. And that's what we're going over specifically today. In 2020, year 2020, can our vision also be 2020? Uh, 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 clever, uh, okay. All right. A lot of pastors came up with that, actually. Okay. So uh, we're going to go into uh, the Bible 
And we're going to be talking from Proverbs. And Proverbs was written by a guy named Solomon. And Solomon, just letting you know, this dude, he was literally the most wise guy in the world. Okay? Literally. Why? Because people would come far, far distance just to come hear him speak. Okay? So literally, this guy, Dalai Lama plus Elon Musk plus like Warren Buffett all together. Okay? Smartest guy in the world. And this is something he says. And this is something, I think, a wisdom that we can learn from him. Okay? Um, we're going to read from Proverbs chapter 7. We're going to stay in the whole, uh, whole chapter. So if you, if you do have your Bibles, if you don't, no problem. Okay. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple, and I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. Okay? So Solomon, he's looking up from like a roof. Okay? And he's looking at a young person. How do you know the young person has no sense? Because all young people have no sense. Okay? <laughs> and you guys, are, all the young kids are like, I have sense. Right? But no. Okay? Because all of us who are older, we realize when we're younger, we had no sense. Okay? So he looks down at a young man. What's going on? Let's see. He was going down the street near her corner. Walking along in the direction of her house at twilight. As the day was fading, the dark of night set in. So what kind of context do we see? We see Solomon actually looking at a guy. And he's going where? He's going near her house. And what's going on? It's at nighttime. Now you think, what bad thing's going to happen, right? Right? Young kids, right? You go hang out with a girl late at night. What's gonna, what, what bad thing's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. No. All the adults in here is like, all the adults in here are like, no, 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 no. That's no good. Okay? Again, that's why we have curfews. Or you had curfews when you were younger. Or you still have curfews. Continuing on. Then out came a woman to meet him dressed like a prostitute. With crafty intent. Okay? She is untruly and defiant. Her feet never stays at home. Now in the streets, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. Okay? Again, what can we go wrong here with this dude? A happy, simple dude just walking down this road. There's a wonderful, hot girl coming out, dressed wonderfully, very revealing. Late at night, okay, what bad thing could happen? Absolutely nothing. Of course not. Continuing on, she took hold of him and kissed him with a brazen face. And she said, today I fulfilled my vows and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you and have found you. Okay, a couple of contexts, okay. She comes out, she kisses him and she says, hey, I'm kissing you, but don't worry. Okay, this, this relationship, okay. I'm not here for money. Okay, you might think I'm here for money because I'm dressed like a prostitute and I'm acting like a prostitute, but don't worry. This is not for money. Why? Because he, she says, I have food from my fellowship offering. It's, I don't need anything from you. Okay, on top of that, she actually says, hey, guess what? Today, I actually went to church. 
Today, I went to church. I did my religious duties. Hey, I had my sin bucket full, and I dumped it out at church, and I came back. Okay? And now, I'm just going to fill it up with you again. Okay, what's going to go wrong? Okay? She's a religious girl. Okay? She doesn't want anything from me. I came out just to meet you. All of these things, it's just for you. What's gonna ba- what, what bad thing's going to happen? Okay. Again, we look at the situation, and all of us, most of us in here, because we're looking from the same, point, uh, same uh, uh, vantage point of view as Solomon, we look at this and we go, uh-oh, uh-oh, it's not looking good, it's not looking good. Do you guys remember the movie Jaws from like long, like million years ago? Yeah, okay, probably young kids are like, what's Jaws? Okay, do you remember like, so what's, you know, like again, Solomon, us, we're like, da-da, da, you're like, uh-oh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. But imagine what he's thinking. This hot girl, she doesn't want anything from me. She just said, I came out to meet you. She just wants to love me. What bad thing's going to happen? It's late at night. Continuing on. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. Again. It's all in the name of love. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Again, this is what a lot of us, okay? Looking at it from down there, it makes sense. But we've been at situations where we're this like, we're like this young guy. We said, in the name of love. Okay? Even though you guys were younger and you said, your mom and dad told you, that guy, I don't know about that guy. Or, I don't know about this, this girl. Hey, but you said, but mom, I love him. But dad, I love him. What's possibly going to go bad? I'm just meeting him at night. <laughs> What's going to go bad? Okay? Why are you guys laughing? Okay. Some of you guys, like, trigger memories, right? Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, let's continue on. My, oh, even better, even better, guys. My husband is not at home. Great, that's awesome. Look what he's, he's like, oh my goodness, I don't have to worry about him coming home. I don't have to worry about getting caught. Hey, I can even stay over, maybe have breakfast and watch TV. What's going to go bad? My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money. Basically, she's trying to say he's not coming back for a long time. And will not be home till full moon. Again, what's the big big deal? Okay, again, that's what he's thinking in his mind. Late at night, hot girl, she wants me. All my friends, man, imagine like me going back the next night and telling all my friends, 
what's the bad thing that's going to happen? I'm not going to get caught. Okay, what bad thing is going to happen to me? Again, for us, looking at him, dun-na, dun-na. for him, he's like, party time. We get to the principle. Because Solomon, okay, this is what he says. He actually gives a description of what he sees and what a lot of you guys actually see as well. Because you see how ridiculous this is. With persuasive word, she led him astray. She just seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter. Okay? You guys see it. I see it. Solomon sees it. All of us see it except the person there. He doesn't see, okay, that he's actually getting slaughtered. It's like an ox, right? Imagine if you're an ox. You're in the field all together with other cows. And you're like tight in there like, you know. And then like the owner comes and says, come on, let's go. What is the ox thinking? Oh, shoot. I'm going to get my own barn. Oh, yeah. This is going to be awesome. Again, ox going to the slaughter. Just continues on. He gives different. If that wasn't enough for you, he says, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver. Like a bird darting into a snare. Little knowing it will cost him his life. Again, all of us, we see it. All of us, we see that. And we look at that and we go, we know exactly where he's going to end up. And it's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. And Solomon gives us a principle here. And by the way, all of you guys, you guys know this principle. It's not going to be like, whoa, like Solomon, this is why people, no, this is pretty simple. The problem is we just don't do it. And here's the principle. Now then, my son and daughters, listen to me. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, listen, I told you a story, and this is the lesson you need to learn. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your hearts, your heart turn to her ways or stray into her path. A path. Many are the victims she has brought down, and her slain are a mightily throng. What is Solomon basically saying? Solomon is saying, excuse me, there are certain paths, no matter what your intentions are, if you take that path, it will lead you somewhere. Okay? And this is not as like an exception for this young kid. It says what? Many are the victims. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is there are decisions that we make, there are paths that we take, and just by seeing what kind of decisions or path people take, we know exactly where they will end up. Does that make sense? He continues on, and he says this. Her house is a, what? Highway. It's a path to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. So what is he saying? He's saying, it doesn't matter what your desires are. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. If you go down this path, okay, whether you like it or not, it will lead you somewhere. 
Does that make sense? Okay, so let me give you another phrase. And this is a phrase I'm going to say over and over. Direction, not intention, determines our destiny. So one more time. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Going back to my illustration about India. I had every desire, every intention to get to Calcutta. But because I took the wrong train, I went on a direction, it didn't matter whether I intended it or desired it. Because that road was ending somewhere. Does that make sense? So our intentions do not matter. It's about the decisions or the direction that we take. Again, nothing new. We know this. But let me give you some examples of how we do this. Okay, because, again, you look at this and you go, duh, of course. But again, when you're looking from the top, it looks obvious. But when you're actually down there, for some reason, we forget about this. I'll give you some examples. A single woman says, intentions, desire says, I want to meet and one day marry a great Christian guy who really got his act together. But she dates whoever asks her out and flirts with any guy who flirts with her. A single guy says, I want to have a great sex life once I get married. But in actuality, he practices with every girl he dates. A married woman says, I want to have a great relationship with my husband. But in actuality, she prioritizes and makes children her priority. A husband says, I want my kids to respect me as they grow up. But he never pays attention to them. And he's only on his computer playing games. A young Christian says, I want to develop an, a deep and lasting intimacy with God. So he gets up in the morning and reads Instagram. A man says, I want to grow old. And even though when I grow old, I want to, I want to make sure that I have enough energy, I have enough health to spend time with my grandkids and grandsons but he neglects his health. A couple says, we like to develop our baby, okay? or we, liked our, we like our children to develop a personal relationship with God and choose friends who've done the same, but they skip church, go ca goes camping. A newlywed determines to be financially secure, but every time they see the Joneses, they buy the same thing. A freshman or any, any student wants to graduate with a great GPA, so they have choices for their school, but again, they never study. Okay? You guys look at that, and you guys laugh, and you guys are like, yeah, of course that doesn't happen. Of course that's not going to work. Why? Because you see the choices you make which is direction, determines your destination. Okay? This is not 
fancy stuff. This is not crazy, like, whoa, is it? No. We know what's going to happen in the future already. Okay, now, it's, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. But we know, okay, you guys can all guarantee if I don't exercise and eat ice cream every single day, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to gain weight. Does that, does that make sense? That, again, my intention, though, I could say, but, but David, like, I, I'm trying so hard to lose weight. Like, Peter, I, exerc- I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't exercise. I, I eat a little bit of ice cream every day. I just don't understand why. I again, you look at that and you go, duh, dummy, right? But again, why is it that we think our desires, if I just desire it, if I just intend for it, I'm going to get there. And we don't make the choices. Again, direction, not intention, determines our destiny. Okay? It's good to have desires. It's good to have intentions. That's great. But if you don't head down that road, it means absolutely meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. There's a quote someone said a couple hundred years ago, which we still use today, is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And this person is saying basically the same exact thing. Your good intentions are not going to make you lose weight. Your good desires of wanting a good relationship with your husband and wife or your children is not going to lead to good relationships. Your desire to be debt-free, okay, as you're spending money, is not going there. Okay. I'm going to talk to the Christians now. Okay, if you're a non-Christian, if you're a seeker, no problem. You got that lesson. But I'm going to specifically talk to the Christians in here. Okay, Christians. A lot of you guys, including myself, we're here, okay, here at church especially, you guys are here with a lot of good intentions. Okay. I talk to some of you guys. I listen to some of you guys. I have a visitation with some of you. And I ask you, where do you want your relationship with God to be? And guess what? None of you guys say, oh, you know, like I just want God once a week. Like I just want him for an hour. Like nobody says that. Maybe you guys really think that and you just don't tell me because I'm a pastor. Maybe. But I, I think everybody in here says something along the line of, I want to know God better. Okay? I want to have a deeper spiritual walk. I want to know where God is leading me. Okay? Or maybe not. Maybe you, some of you guys even say, you know what, maybe I'm not that spiritual, but I really want my kids to not make the same mistakes that I've made. And I really want them to learn the values that they can learn at church. Okay? All of us are in here with great desires and great intentions. But once again, let me just tell you, it means absolutely nothing. I have a lot of church people. Every single week, some of you guys come listen. And some of you guys, and on some weeks, you go, wow, that's a good, oh, that's a good lesson. Man, I, I want something like that. You go, wow. Or sometimes you go, eh, it's whatever. But, you know, again, you have good intentions. But it means absolutely nothing. It makes zero difference. 
Some of you come up to me and say, pray for my family. Okay, pray for my spiritual walk. Pray for my kids. But no matter how much I pray for you guys, okay, it means absolutely nothing. Not because prayer is not important, but because of the decisions you guys are making. Your intentions, your desires are great. But if that's it, again, it's not going anywhere. So what's the fix? What do we do? Okay, what do we do when we're in this kind of situation? It's very simple. What did I do when I got lost? First, you have to recognize that you're lost, that you're not where you want to be. I went to New Delhi, and I got out, and I was like, I have no idea where I'm at. And they were like, you're at New Delhi, sir. Okay. I was like, oh, dang it. So first, number one, you have to recognize where you're at, that you're not where you want to be. And some of us, it's very difficult to actually admit that. Because you don't want to admit to your mistakes. You don't want to admit that you're not in a good relationship or you're not at a good place financially or you're not where you want to be with God. But you don't want to admit that. You just want to say, but I have good desires. You have to first recognize and swallow the pill and say, hey, I'm not where I want to be. And second thing is very simple, which is, again, you just desiring, oh, I want to go back to Calcutta, I want to go back somewhere. No. What do you have to do? Get on the train, buy a ticket, and go the other way. And that's exactly what I did. It took 24 hours to get back, by the way. Yeah, India is very big. That's exactly what I had to do, and that's exactly what you have to do. Some of you guys... Single woman in here who says, I want to marry a great Christian guy. You know what to do. Stop dating everybody and anybody who just comes. A single guy says, I want to have a great sex life and practices on everybody. Stop. Stop doing that. Okay? A married woman says, I want to have a great relationship with my husband, but makes children priority. Again, you spend more time with your kids. How, how is your relationship with your husband going to be good? Spend time with your husband. Again, simple stuff. All of us know this. But again, the reason why we don't is because we think good desire leads to the path. But no. Okay? It is direction that leads to our destination. Okay, let me just end with this. So some of you guys, including myself, we've talked to friends or we you know, like you, you talk to friends and immediately when they say, hey, I met this guy at a club and you go, I, I already know where this is going to end, right? You know, like goes, you know, a friend who comes and talks about finance and they said, oh, but I bought that new dress and that new shoes. And you go, again, we, we, we look at that and we go, we know exactly where you're going to end up. Like we don't need, they just don't see it, but we see it, right? What I'm trying to say is, again, sometimes it's really difficult to hear that from people, right? Like, there, you, you guys have some friends like that, right? They, you're just like, how, duh, like, how can you not see it? You keep making the same mistake over and over and over. It's like, dude, come on, man. 
And there's times where you get to a point where you're just like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Okay? Why? Because I really care about you, dude. But you keep making the same mistakes. And I just don't want to hear it anymore. Some of you guys, you've been there? Okay, I've been there so many times. Like, I just hear the same thing, and I'm just like, dude. But it's because I really care about this person. I'm, and I want to say, stop. Like, like Solomon, imagine the kid. It's like, stop. Stop. You're going to slaughter. But we know they're not going to listen. But imagine God looking at our lives. He who has the greatest perspective, he who sees everything, he looks at our life. And imagine how frustrating and how which is frustrating, like he must be looking at our lives. And we go, la, 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 like this is great. The way I spend my money, the way I spend my, do my, have my relationship, the way I spend my time, this is awesome. But God looks at us and says, no, you're going down the wrong path. What are you doing? This is not what you really, really deep inside your heart really long for. Because all of us, every single one of us in here, whether you believe in God or not, is you really desire love. You really desire peace. You really desire to have good relationships with people. You really desire to have, be less selfish. All the fruits of the Spirit. And God's saying, this way is not leading you that way. You think it is, but it's not. And that God is calling all of us. And that God is saying, not, kidding, desire these things. Or want these things. But what God tells us is, follow me. I will set the direction. You just have to follow me. All of us, we end up somewhere in life. All of us, whether we like it or not, we're going down a path right now. Only some people end up that place with a purpose. It's people with a vision. People with 2020. People who see, oh, my direction, not my intention, my direction right now will determine where I'm going to be. Jesus calls us to follow him. Will you follow? Let's go into time of prayer.